Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and you're listening to our Halloween special. And what's more associated with Halloween than pumpkins? Today, we have the story of competitive pumpkin grower Joe Jutras. Joe is a retired cabinet maker from Rhode Island. Since his retirement, he has dedicated most of his time to growing giant fruits and vegetables. In 2017, he broke the record for the largest green squash ever grown, coming in at 2,118 pounds. Here's Joe with his story. I've been growing giant vegetables now for the last 25 years. Got started years ago just by accident. I started growing vegetables in my backyard. I threw in a giant pumpkin seed. I grew it to 124 pounds, and from then on, I was hooked. A couple of years later, I got hooked up with a gentleman here in Rhode Island. His name is John Castellucci. He's like the godfather of pumpkin growing here in uh, New England. He started in the early 90s. He had great success, real gentleman, helped anybody that wanted to learn how to grow pumpkins. So my friend Steve Spurry and I, we, uh, we spent a lot of time in his house just drinking some beers and learning how to grow pumpkins. and. From then on, we just got hooked and enjoyed growing, met people from all over the world. This hobby attracts people from all strains of life, from cabinet makers to scientists. There seems to be an addictive quality to growing these giant fruits and vegetables. It's remarkable how many people you meet that all have the same interest of growing fruit and just enjoy being outside uh, growing these large vegetables. It's been one of the best pots. I know my wife really enjoys it. We have get-togethers, we have cruises that we go on with pumpkin people. It's, it's very competitive, but then again, it's such a, a long season. We, we start these fruit in beginning of April, and we're not finished a lot of these way-offs until October, so 
you know, you've got a fruit on the hook for like 100, 110, 120 days. That, that's a long time to have a fruit being healthy and a lot of things can happen, a lot of weather related problems you can run into and bugs and diseases. And it, it takes a lot to get a, a pumpkin to the finish line. So when we go to these way offs, we're all happy for each other just to, to see everybody getting a fruit there. And a lot of people grow multiple fruit just so that you do uh, have a fruit at the way off time, hopefully. <laughs> to get the full advantage of your growing season, you want to try to get these in probably about three or four weeks before your last frost, which means you have to grow them in a greenhouse. We use heating cables to warm up the soil. We use uh, lights. We use like a small greenhouse. My greenhouses are like a five by seven. After we've got the pumpkin going, I'd say we've grown them in that greenhouse for probably four or five weeks. It's probably about the first week of May by the time we take it out here in Rhode Island. And the race is on. We're growing these plants. Uh, you're trying to set this fruit out on the main vine, probably 10 to 12 feet at least, preferably 14 to 16 feet is even better. You've got probably 10 side vines on either side of the fruit. And uh, your plants probably 500 square feet, 400 square feet at pollination time. And by that time, your fruit at 20 days old is really starting to put on the weight. You could be putting anything on like maybe 30 pounds a day at, at 20 days old. And by 25 days old, you could be putting 30 pounds on. And by 40 days, you could be putting 40 or 50 pounds on if, if you know, you've really got one hooked up. I was fortunate enough to in 2006, grow a world record longboard. Actually, the very first time I, I tried, I, I grew a world record. And the year after that, 2007, I had started a new garden, I, I grew the world record pumpkins. And ever since then, I was trying to grow the world's largest green squash. It's a different, it's similar to a pumpkin, but the color is different. Just a, a little different in growing them. The earlier ones back in, uh, 2007, 2008, they were harder to grow. I think what happened, the gene pool was so closely related that they had a lot of problems with pollinations and there weren't as many people growing them. There's like nine, nine times more people growing giant pumpkins than there are squash. This hobby of giant fruit growing turns out to be quite the science, but a little over the last decade, some people wanted to make their chances of growing a giant green squash a little higher. And after a few years of crossbreeding squashes and pumpkins, there are a lot more people growing giant green squash. Part of the reason this type of fruit is so difficult to grow is that pumpkins and the color orange are actually dominant. So the growers will take the seeds from the squash-pumpkin hybrid and plant multiple seeds in hopes to grow a green squash, in which they have a one in four chance of getting one. These giant fruits that are being grown have gone through lots of breeding and pollinating seasons in order to become these world record-breaking 2,000-pound monster produce. Before these large fruits are brought to scale, the growers try to estimate just how much they will weigh. We have a way of measuring these fruits so we have an idea how heavy they are. They call the OTT, it's over-the-top measurement, where you take a circumference measurement, side-to-side measurement, front-to-back measurement, you add them all up, and you know, you may come up to 480, 500 inches, and you put that measurement up against a chart. And the chart is changing all the time depending on how heavy the pumpkins get. And it'll give you an estimate of how 
much your pumpkin should weigh by the cubic inches of your pumpkin. So uh, you have an idea how many pounds is growing. Pretty exciting when you can gain 300 pounds a week, 280 pounds a week. And you've been listening to Joe Jutras telling the story about his retirement hobby, which has grown into a pretty serious hobby and a world record-breaking hobby. And my goodness, what it takes to grow one of these monsters, how complex it is, all the exigencies of surviving through a 120-day growth season. And that's a long time to get from beginning to end. As he put it, it takes a lot to get a pumpkin that size to the finish line. When we come back, more of Joe Jutras's story, the giant pumpkin and squash grower from Rhode Island, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with our American stories and our Halloween special. We've been listening to Joe Jutras, a giant pumpkin grower who holds the world record for growing the largest green squash. He's been sharing with us all that goes into growing these giant fruits and vegetables. Let's return to Joe. You can actually see that pumpkin growing, especially at the beginning, between day day 20 to day 40, it changes the shape daily and triples, quadruples in size uh, in, in that amount of time. Once they start getting bigger, you know, every inch is like 10, 10, 11, 12 pounds. So they don't change as much. They, you know, like anybody else, they get more more cracks and age spots and uh, <laughs> just about. Uh, and they, they tend to, uh, seem to gain more weight as they get older too, just like anybody else. You know, they start packing on the weight. Just very rewarding to, to see a fruit grow and get it to the scale and, you know, watch other people have their pumpkin come to the scale and they're thinking it's, you know, uh, say 1,000 pounds and it ends up being uh, 1,150 pounds. Well, they, 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 they grew quite a bit over the scale. You know, they're double-digit heavy, so that, that's great. They adjust this chart all the time so that they're either 5% over or 5% below, uh, trying to be as accurate as they can. In Joe Jutra's first attempt to grow his world-record-breaking green squash, he grew 12 plants. And out of the 12, only one was green. And it grew to a mere 1,252 pounds. But in 2017, when he tried again with a different seed, it brought him his world-record-breaking green squash of 2,118 pounds. The year I grew the world-record squash, you know, you have a very good idea. You've got a good one growing. And that same year, Scott Holbert grew that same 1844 seed. So we both had one going. And, you know, your friends, you talk with one another. and say, gee, how are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm doing, you know, close to 1,900 pounds. And you say, you're trying to do the math. All right, mine's mine's close to 2,000 pounds. I, I think I taped out measuring like 2,009 pounds. So if he's taping 1,900 and I go light, he goes heavy, you know, Either one of us could win. Well, at the end of it, I went 5% heavy, he went 5% light. So that's a big difference. In 2017, after a long season of hard work growing these giant produce, the weigh-in day arrived. And getting these fruits to weigh-in is quite the process and takes a team effort. It's called Fat Friday. The day before our weigh-off is usually on a Saturday. We help help each other out. There's four or five guys that get together and we have a tripod with a harness on that goes around the bottom of the pumpkin. You have a chain fall and you're able to lift the pumpkin up by this harness from the uh, tripod without actually having to lift any weight whatsoever. And these fruit now are so big that you have to have a trailer because they won't fit in the back of a pickup truck any longer. So we pick it up in the air, we push the trailer underneath, we let it down, hook it up to the truck and we pull it out. Now, uh, we, we bring it to the, uh, the farm we have this way off in Warren, Rhode Island, Farish's farm. 
we set up things for the following day. We usually wait till the end. We weigh the, the biggest ones last by the measurement, go by how it goes. And just that day I won the world record, I was fortunate I had the biggest fruit there and it ended up weighing the heaviest. I was very surprised that it went 5% heavy because you know, I was just hoping for something that could beat 1844, which was the world record. So that to really come in 2118, it was a, a dream come true, that's for sure, <laughs> to say the least. It's gonna be a hard record to beat because that was, uh, that was a, a very, uh, very large fruit even nowadays. That, at the time, that was the 13th largest fruit ever grown, pumpkins and squash. Now, since then, there's probably about another 30 or 40 ones that are as big or bigger than that. But there's not really any green squash that have come close to that other than my uh, 1935. There's no doubt seeing these giant pumpkins or squash on the road would be a sight to see. Well, the funny part of this is when you're going down the road, because some, some of these wayoffs we go to are in upstate Connecticut near the New York line, and you're on 95, and you've got people taking pictures and hanging out the windows and putting their thumbs up and almost running you off the road. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that's the scary part is when you've got people, they're not watching where they're going, and they're, you know, they're really excited, and they're taking pictures, and they're beeping their horns. and uh, It's... <laughs> Everyone enjoys uh, a large pumpkin going down the road. Some people probably have never seen it before, and they're, they're really in awe when they do see it. So that's the part that's uh, exciting. And you get to the way off, and you, you have families and kids that look at it, and uh, it's like a Christmas tree, a big pumpkin. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's something everybody enjoys looking at. There's a, a pumpkin organization called the GPC, and they're something like a government of the pumpkin growers. The GPC is the Great Pumpkin Commonwealth, the organization that makes sure everyone is on the same page when it comes to growing and measuring these giant fruits and vegetables. So it, it's very important that we do have a GPC to, to uh, control the, the pumpkin community and that everybody is, is uh, judged fairly. And we have a, a yearly convention that's put on the by the GPC, and that's a good time where everyone gets together. There's usually about two or 300 people from all over the world. They give out awards, and uh, usually the growers who grow the largest squash or fruit or vegetables, depending on what it is, they do a PowerPoint presentation, and everyone learns from, you know, what the newest strategies were, how they did it, and, what, what not to do, what to do, uh, is just as important as what to do is what not to do. Uh, what you can learn from other people's mistakes, you certainly don't want to make them all yourself. The best thing about this hobby is the friends that you meet, I think. It's, you know, I enjoy fishing too, and I've got a bunch of fishing buddies that I really enjoy fishing with, you know, can't wait to talk about the fish we caught and how to catch them and what to use. It's basically the same thing when you're growing giant pumpkins. What are you using to fertilize? What are you using to spray? What are you using for fungicides? Uh, what do you think of this seed? What do you think of that seed? Uh, what are you growing next year? Uh, how'd you do it? <laughs> it's, it's just really a lot of friendship too. It's not only uh, the work of growing them, it's people you meet and the friends you, you uh, acquire over the years. It's just, uh, just so much fun. 
Joe Jutras is now in his 60s, and he has no intention of stopping his hobby anytime soon. You know, God willing, if um, I'm still fit, and this this sport really uh, really keeps you moving. You know, you're out there first thing crack of dawn, working on these plants, stretching and moving and up and down, and there's it, quite a bit of physical work to it. I'd like to do it as long as I can. I, I know my buddy Eddie, who I'm helping now, he's 83, and he likes growing these fruit as much as anybody I know, and he, he just w- can't wait to get up in the morning to get out there and work on them. Granted that, you know, at 83, you're not able to do it as well as you can at 40 or 50 or 60, but uh, he still, still does a heck of a job at it. I know it's not for everybody. It's, it's quite a bit of work. Not everybody has to take it quite as serious as a competitive pumpkin grower. Just to grow one in your backyard, to have a two or three hundred pounder on your step is a great achievement over the summer. And it's very attainable now with the seeds we have. Just about everybody has room for a, a 10 by 15 foot garden. And you could easily grow two, three, five hundred pound fruit without a heck of a lot of work, I think. And a great job, as always, by Faith and Robbie telling the story of Joe Jutris. And my goodness, what a passion he has. And my goodness, how many of us have a world record in anything? And if it's the squash world record, so be it. 2,118 pounds done in 2017. And Joe's pride and joy. But still out there competing and wanting to win. And most importantly, sharing his hobby with pals. And that's what it really is all about. We all have those hobbies, and what really brings us together is more than the passion for the thing, but the people we meet and the friendships we make. Joe Jutris's story here on Our American Story. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.